What up, people? It's your boy Lucky of Lucky's Comics. Uh, here with my homie Kevin, and together we're doing our bad dinner guest thing. I, uh, ooh, I, uh, I'm so excited. I, I, this is one of those times I wish that there was a camera on me, because the excitement in my face is better than words, I think, in describing how fucking excited I am. Me and Kevin both recently read a comic called Romulus. It's uh, currently being published by Image Comics, and it's part of a... Uh, it's the first part of a four-shot series that we have going on. And I, uh, I did a review on my, uh, my comic talk, but save you some trouble. If you, if you want the more in-depth, feel free to go there, but, uh, I, I fucking liked it. It, uh, I felt that it was very well illustrated. I, uh, I liked the story playing into the, uh, conspiracy theory that an organization runs the world. I, uh, yeah, I just, I fucking loved it. Although, I'll be honest, I might be a little bit biased because this was a title I was looking forward to dropping. Kevin, what do you think? Hello, everybody. Um, I, I liked this a lot, too. I didn't know about this comic coming in, so I didn't have that, that hype coming into it. So I thought it was interesting. You mentioned a lot of the Secret Society stuff. That was a cool part for me the ties that it had it was it it was a first of though so keep that in mind or i kept that in mind because it put a lot of questions opened up a lot of parts of the story it, there's only so much you can do when introducing a new idea you have to lay that backstory down so it found ways to keep the backstory interesting it was very quick about getting from point a to point b right um, did a, it was a, a Artistically, there was a. I, I want to note that there was a, a a really a really good job done here with the exposition. Um, I'm one that preaches, don't say it if you can show it. Uh, I think that's one of the golden rules of good art, when the terms of whether it's writing or a comic like this. And so, especially when you have that visual medium, it, why why say it when you can show it? And this uh, this comic book where where it did tell you things, it does drop those those obvious bits of dialogue here and there but it, it was it was pretty well done uh it, it it the and of course my inner conspiracy theorists loved it, it the whole notion that one society runs the world and that they were fighting those that run the world that's that's pretty interesting it, it did have some it's sort of a a recurring theme so to speak it it's a little bit um sort of for anyone completely unfamiliar with the with this series, it, think of the introductory Christopher Nolan Batman film. Is a little bit sort of like the League of Shadows here, right? And our main character being like a female Batman, so to speak, being hunted by uh, the League. The, yeah, being hunted by the wolves and being a hunter of them. So that it, it was pretty interesting. Uh, I don't have like a rating system the way you do. I I would suggest it though to to people. Fair enough. That. 
that are interested in looking for something different. I think that's one of the coolest things that gets overlooked in comics is it's not just about superheroes. It wasn't ever initially just superheroes. There are classics of horror stories, detective comics, um, all kinds of, of stuff, and it wasn't necessarily a, a, a children's medium yeah. to start. It was for adults, and so it's kind of cool to see that renaissance coming back with horror comics, and this is one of those that um, tends to kind of merge the gap because it's a little superhero-y um, because it, she kind of feels like a uh, Black Widow type character here. Um, yeah, which I, should, I should see that. You see what I'm saying? Where I can see that. Black Widow doesn't really have a superpower. No, um, she's just a badass. Exactly, so that's where I see it as sort of an attempt to bring over superhero fans into this realm of non-superhero comics that you know do, or do have very interesting... Storylines. Now, the thing I will say, another thing I was interesting, this is only going to be four parts. So right. it's really going to have to get to the point, and it set that tone right away. It makes it me did. wonder how much story we're actually going to get. It's, that is, I, I, I hate to do this, but i got to backtrack a little bit, and it just lay down how much I fucking agree with you about how placement and in a picture, how things are set up, the angle that the picture is taken from, that... That is how you get the image to speak a thousand words. And that's... They did a great job, I thought. I, I, I love the art. I already said that, though. Um, and you're right. They set up the tone for the quick-paced... You know, they, they got... They got the meat and potatoes out quick about who this girl is. You know, um... It was, what, two, one or two pages, maybe three, type of deal. And it had the flashback of what she was doing now and showing the correlation of how her training she was using that now. And it, it was just, it, it was good. It was really good. And I think that I don't know what's going to happen next. You know, the... As you said, this 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 is a totally brand new character for me, and uh, everybody I think really, and so it's going to be interesting to see how how she plays this out. She, uh, spoiler alert, I'm not going to drop the ending, but she is successful at doing the things she's supposed to do. So if you start reading it, you'll figure it out. But and that is like the thing. So I guess I lied. <laughs> but this this comic is fucking dope. And I love how you can... You, there's a parallel with this uh, Romulus cult. In that Romulus is a figure that goes back to ancient Rome. And the founding of Rome. And this, this mythology is that... Romulus and Remus uh, built the city of Rome that became the city-state Rome on the spot where a... My bad, folks, I just bumped the table. Uh, they, they founded their city-state Rome on the spot where this um, she-wolf nursed them as, when they were babies. So, yes, these twin brothers were, were adopted by a she-wolf and raised in the wild, allegedly. And that, that story 
uh, is dated back to uh, what is it, fourth century BC. So, I, I I'd take that with a grain of salt. You know, um, it's very true what they say. The victors do write the history. So, hey, I mean, the, this man had a cult, and they worshipped him as a god, and we see that later on in his life, but there is a confrontation with uh, Rome and uh, Romulus and this leader, Titus Tadius, and they invite him and his people to come over to a, uh, a party, and it's, a, it's an attack where they're trying to take all the women because they don't have women in the city of Rome. So they end up merging their cities. And these two men, Titus and Romulus, rule together for a while. After the death of Titus, Romulus continues to reign solo. And when he dies, people believe that he transcends his human form and he's, he's morphed into this god, uh, Quirinus. And that's where we see the devotion of him really taking foot in history. And that's that's where the uh, the cult to Romulus plays in from Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Uh, how, how familiar are you with Brotherhood? I am not incredibly familiar with the Assassin's Creed franchise. It has sort of branched out to the point where when they've just made too many games that are 60 bucks a piece for me to, at this point, I feel it better not to invest. I believe the game, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, is one of the ones that I've played. Uh, I tend to just kind of play the same one or two, so I right. don't get too invested. You can go pick up one of the old ones for $7 and scratch that, that itch. Um, that Brotherhood was, oh my god, it was sitting nasty. Yeah, there was something about being able to just call someone from off screen to dive and yeah, right, great, great. So that's about my familiar, my my uh, my level of of recognition. And mm-hmm. I, I know the basis of the story, but I know that the Templars are mixed into it with all of it. There's a lot of right. secret occult stuff and um, a lot of science and technology about uh, the concept. I wish I knew the. The doctor, off the top of my head, I feel bad even bringing it up, but that the theory that um, the reasons we have premonitions of the end of the world is that our ancestors lived through the end of the world, right? And that things that are our genetics are, remember yeah, those memories. Our, our genetics have memories sort of embedded in them, so certain fears of things get passed on from generation to generation. Uh, so. Assassin's Creed essentially kind of plays off of that, makes it a, a literal scientific thing where your memories, your, your ancestors, all of their memories are encoded in your, your DNA. DNA, so you can jump back at any time. So I'm Definitely. familiar to that level um, as far as its occult ties, and I know right. there's a lot of secret society stuff. I, paid, I played the one that was in America, because I thought that was, I wanted to see Colonial America in a video game. Well, and that's, I know you're, you're itching the top of an iceberg. With a different realm of uh, study that actually kind of ties into this, whereas the Roman Empire never truly fell, it just became the Roman Catholic Church, and there's a lot of people that believe that they actually wrote the Christian Greek scriptures of the Bible, and it wasn't wholly inspired by the divine God. Yes, there there are some theories out there that, uh, as you mentioned, I'm in the middle of some research for hopefully will be a 
near future episode for us here for Bad Dinner Guests because this is something you really have to look into and make sure you know what's going on before you present it. So I, I, Definitely. I won't go too far in-depth with this, um, but the, the idea, yes, goes along the lines of that the Roman Catholic Church was sort of the replacement for the Roman Empire. And if you think about it from when you hear the conspiracy theorists pointed out the way that they do, the, the idea that, well, if you look at the outcome, where instead of having a physical realm uh, with slaves and, and a physical governmental influence, now instead the Roman Catholic Empire, air quotes over here, has right. influence over people in countries all over the world, so they're actually able to expand their influence, because just consider for a second, again, if you're attempting to think objectively, consider for a moment the fact that there are presidents of countries that you know would be devout Catholics that would take the Pope's word as law, essentially. Right. So th- when you look at it that way... If I can interject. Go ahead. When JFK ran for his presidency, there were people that objected to it because he was Catholic. Because of that very reason. That they felt that the uh, Catholic Church and Rome and the Vatican could get JFK to sway his opinion on things. So, and, and that was controversial. Right, and it's not a bad argument. I mean, look at, look at uh, what people do that was the 60s, in the man. name of religion. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and just the thought <clears throat> of um, how influential. So again, at, at the end of the day, one of, one of my issues, uh, I don't have necessarily... And all out. I'm not fighting a war versus religion, but one of my issues with modern religion is the concept of you're only, you're only one, you're only a Jim Jones away from being in a cult. Yeah. You might go to a normal church every Sunday, but if you are not taking the time to actually study your your teachings and where they came from and how they've been changed over the years, you're essentially and all you do is go and sit down in a pew every Sunday and listen to someone tell you what the message is. Then you are at the whim of that person's interpretation. And what also whatever ulterior motives they have, because right. they're the ones up there, and you go to school for this, so it's it's the, the same as you know a politician or any other public speaker. They're they trained, have their spin for it. Yeah, and they are trained in ways of knowing how to get messages out for to, for you to receive them. So that's one of one of my issues with it. And one of the reasons I want to have more conversations like these on the mm-hmm. network, I think that educating self education is the solution. To, or at least a first step in solving a lot of our world issues. Um, and, and yeah, so back to this specific uh, topic here. What are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you think that it's plausible? The, are you a believer in this concept that the Roman Empire didn't just collapse that well, as one of its last-ditch efforts before its collapse, or do you think maybe it was a false collapse, or it sort of they gave up on one frontier and just chose to invest in religious? Evolved into a different front. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably. We see them rule in almost a mafioso way. That's It has a hierarchy, a council... In a single figurehead, you know, who 
his lifetime. The pot, you know, the pontiff. You know, that's that's the even, you know, the holy father of fathers, and I, I heard it put beautifully, a few days ago. I don't remember who this person was. I, I she was on Toast Coast AM, and she said, you know. The Bible was meant to be used and applied in, in in your individual life. And so by telling somebody this scripture means this and that it's that it has a rigid formality is taking the life out of the living word of God and you're using that word for cultism. And I think that sums up what you said very succinctly in a lot of ways, that it's, it's kind of being, it's being tricked out, in a way, to be profited from, you know, that's, you, you know me, I've said this many times, hope is one of the most powerful drugs in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Pe- people give up heroin in the name of hope, you know, that's a tough hold, and that's the, you also, I don't, oh man, I don't know if you coined this term, but if you did, you need to buy the fucking rights to it. <laughs> what is it? Say it loud and proud for the people. I don't know what you're referring to. I say lots of things. The uh, free range. Oh, I, I, I can't take responsibility. The free range sheeple. The, the idea of uh, the free range cattle concept, essentially, yeah. broad strokes is when people have their awakening air quotes again we need to come up with an air quotes sound or something Mm. but anyway when people have their awakening when they whether it's they start to question their religion or their government or they just start to see things however you want to put it once people take the red pill Mm. uh and and they can see the matrix for what it is there's this sort of big grand misconception where they look at the mass population and and say that well Look at those sheep over there. You know, I am. Right. I've just. I. I can see the pen that they're in, and that makes me free. With all not realizing that those are just the free-range cattle. Right. That are in a much larger pen, that they just can't necessarily see, and that's what I fear about the conspiracy theory movement. Is so much of it is disinformation, with, with the idea being, well, look at all these rabbit holes that you can chase. How could you ever figure out what's actually going on and figure anything out for yourself? It's just a different form of programming, and exactly. it's just a wider net to cast a different type of person. And I think that's the big uh, one of one of the big problems with the truth movement with people who are air quote awake, right? Is that they just they don't realize that they're they are part of the same system. Um, just because you don't see the walls of a cage doesn't mean you're not imprisoned, and that's. That's when you told me that idea. I, I it blew my fucking mind, because yeah, I know, I am in, for lack of a better term, because I don't want to say something as brutal as slavery, because I'm not beaten every day, and I think that takes away from the people who actually suffered slavery. We're, we're more like indentured servants, where. America, like in the in the instance of America and indentured servitude, people from Britain came over here and worked and allegedly tried to work off their their uh, journey fees, mm-hmm. and we're kept in this indentured servitude 
with the shiny. You know, the big TVs, the gar the cars that roll fast. All this all this excessive material things that you just don't fucking need, you know? And that's when when you think about the idea of, yeah, I'm awakened now. Okay, you're awakened. So you're in a township within a city within a state uh, within a county within a state within a country all of those are imaginary borders and you're bounded by all of them here not so heavily we can travel free between states but it wasn't like that during the civil war are we that far removed to think that we can be divided into a nation that splits? And with tensions being this high, that's it's something... Our, our future... If we, were, if we were to ask a legitimate fucking question eight ball, <laughs> it would have to make the response, you're fucked. <laughs> I, and I don't know how it would. It would just be magic. It is a magic eight ball. Right. So it's it's we're we're all enslaved. We really are. We're 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 told to hate these people because of this. And then we're told to hate these people because of that. And then we're told to not do this because of these reasons. And everything has a reason and that's how your rights are slowly chipped and chiseled away. I, uh, that, that's, that's the whole point of, you know, Monopoly, right? To control the board. Right, and, and I guess my sort of thought on it is just, uh, along, along the lines of back to, back to the free-range sheep thing for a moment, and, and the way this ties into Romulus is the idea that they're suggesting that there is one, uh, underlying group that is pulling the strings purposely keeping people distracted right and allowing it to be sort of this like human farm for lack of a better term oh i think our reality is a little bit more twisted than that and there's people still vying for the the iron throne if you would <laughs> so you it's just on a global scale that the throne sits now you think that winter is coming huh oh my god but so, Do you think winter's a fast comer? <laughs> early one. Um, <laughs> so, what I what I'm thinking with this, and something that that you sort of see, and especially it's relevant to the topic because we're talking about art and how it's being used as potentially an allegory for the times. At least that's one of the things that we're discussing here is whether or not we think that's that's what's being done here, and so to to close out at least my thoughts on this uh, free-range sheep idea, I use myself as the example because I think that's the only fair way to do it. Uh, I, I don't ever propose to be speaking from some pulpit. I'm, like, I'm just saying, hey, here are some things I think that are wrong with me, and if I have this issue, chances are other people are having this issue, and how else do you fix an issue? If you got to talk about it. you got to put it out there. You have to admit it's an world. issue. You have to admit it to the world that it's an issue. So... For instance, with my air quote awakening and the things that I've realized, it started with the JFK assassination, some 9/11 truth movement stuff, which 
again, with all of these things, if you only watch one side of an argument, then that's you're going to get things reinforced, and cognitive dissonance runs both ways. And so when I think back to myself, I've noticed a theme in my life. You know, here we are on this non-PC network, right? The whole idea was for us to be open-minded, speak our mind, sort of be airwave rebels, you know, say whatever you want. Uh, if we get kicked off the air, so be it. Um, the idea was that to promote free speech. And I always have thought that that's who that I am. You know, that, that, that's, that it was just me to my core. I am just this free speech rebel. I believe in absolute freedom. Uh, anarchist, for lack of me to broad stroke it, lack of a better term, really, that I believe in everyone's right to govern and be in control of themselves. And then I started to think of what I had consumed throughout life. And the concept came to me that what if all I am is just the first memory? Like, some of my first memories are probably from television programming. I remember watching Robin Hood a crap ton, both the cartoon and the live action. Uh, consumed <laughs> Men a lot in of, tights. Yeah well, yeah, well, and the Kevin Costner one. So mm-hmm. watched all the Batman movies, had a bunch of Batman comics, obviously. Vigilante. We talked about this. Yes. Uh, a dark, the, the, the anti-hero, the dark hero has been right. a theme ever-present. I listened to punk rock music growing up, so anarchy was a big theme in the music that I listened to. Uh, so I began to sort of, as I actually started to analyze myself and the idea of, well, I think this is what I believe in, so let's go back to the root and figure out why this is what I believe in. Is this just a reaction to the world? And, you know, is this just what I've come to think after my read and react of the world, or is this something that have I been influenced in any way? Is there a potential? And I see things like I hear Geico uh, radio ads, do uh, motorcycle ads, how they promote specifically to the rebel in you. Right. And so I'm sitting here thinking, well, like, yeah, this is a mark. You know, there are tons of people who have my rebel mentality. So is that just because there are tons of people who are rebels like that? Or is that just reaction to a different reaction to programming? Or is that just that's the stuff that appealed to me as a child? So I reinforced it by constantly watching rebel-themed stuff. It's not even a situation where I'm saying I'm being brainwashed or mind-controlled. I'm saying by what I have chosen to watch, what I've chosen to put in front of me, I have actually shaped my own perception because I've watched so many of the same overtones and themes over and over again that it's possible that they have worked their way into my subconscious. And that's sort of the idea with this free-range cattle aspect is you may be only just seeing part of, you're most likely only seeing part of the mechanism of your control. Right. But chances are, if you could see the whole th- the whole thing, you'd, you'd, fig- you'd have a way to f- get out of it or something. Right. But that's, that's the reality is, is a lot of us see what's going on, but we only see part of the picture. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the point, is you'll never be able to put the whole picture together. Right. Um, and it's just a different rabbit hole to climb down, a different way to keep you busy and distracted on on the actual goings-on of your world, so... Definitely. That's, I mean, that's... Our society doesn't seem to understand how... how much the idea of boundaries limits them. In that... we're subjugated in such a way that makes certain people say, rule me more, rule me more, instead of taking care of... of them for themselves, and that's 
you know, the thing that gave, that, that made me really come around was the Iraq war, not, uh, Desert Storm, but Operation Iraqi Freedom. Um, we, uh, we go over there, we invade, and they weren't one of, they weren't the nation where people, uh, that the, that the hijackers came from. And that right there kind of threw up a red flag to me, as far as how this propaganda train works. And I, I was a freshman when 9-11 happened. And so after that point, I was uber patriotic. And then we invaded Iraq, and I'm thinking, that's weird. And it dawns on me that Iraq is kind of the perfect foothold for a never-ending war over in the Middle East. You know, if you ever played Risk or other strategy games, the proximization to the uh, water, it's kind of right in the middle. You still have Israel out there for support. And you surround one of their guys, and yeah, you still have Israel out there. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I see that. So I'm as far as the idea of a secret society ruling mm-hmm. the world, I don't know where you stand on that. Uh, our our fellow contributor uh, and sixty grit host. <coughs> Excuse me. You. Sorry about that, folks. Right. Uh, um, <clears throat> our our contributor and uh, like I said, sixty grit host R.J. would would say he absolutely does not believe that. Um, he has said it many a times. I sort of am of the idea that there are multiple hands in the in the pot, and I don't necessarily. I wouldn't know where to begin as far as trying to pick one boogeyman because you also, if you start to do your own research, you find that there are some lies told to you about some of these boogeymen that right. are supposed to be behind this one right. world order. Uh, you can't take anything at face value. So I will say, for instance, I don't think that the Roman Catholic Church runs this world. No. I do think that that is a sort of a secret society of sorts that has a massive influence over this world. I think that, above all things... If I may, you know, they have uh, libraries that are private to the public, like like the secret knowledge that they only have. Sorry. No, that is that is accurate. And it's 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 that's, you know, going into the whole secret society thing, that's my bad dude. Uh volumes and volumes and literally libraries of things. Of books, manuscripts ranging from all sorts of topics. And that goes into the whole idea of the secret society and the secret magics, if you would. And that I don't think that there's any one society that, like I said earlier, has the Iron Throne yet. I think they're all jockeying for fucking positions still. 
and that's why we're at such a volatile point in history, is because somebody is trying to make that final dash. I think the whole JFK thing was literally a coup d'etat played out in front of the American people to see in Dallas. What do you mean by that? JFK being murdered. No, I, well, I know, I know that. <laughs> of, of all the parts you thought I was misunderstanding, really? Um, what do you mean by it being a coup d'etat played out in front of the American... Like, elaborate. That's, that's a vague statement. I don't necessarily know what you mean by that. A political assassination with one of the world's first most publicized patsies. And the whole idea of people burning themselves for their country and dying. And that's, I mean, there there are sources that, that say that, uh, what's his fucking face, Osama bin Laden is in some Caribbean island nation living under some to- totally different fucking name. Who's to say that they didn't fake his death with, you know, a, like, they shot him, hit him with a, a, a serum that, you know, makes, makes you think they're dead, pull a fucking hobo, cremate him, boom. You just faked a man's death. Yeah, and there are, uh, there are a lot of allegations towards CIA body switching, uh, even in the JFK assassination. There's a theory about J.D. Tibbet. Uh, the officer that was shot and about his nickname on the force being JFK because of his striking reference to JFK. So there are theories out there of there being a body switch in that assassination. There are allegations of CIA doing body switches all the time. There are allegations of, A, of Osama bin Laden being a former CIA asset when Al-Qaeda was formed to fight the Russians, mm-hmm. um, which I, oh, I wish I could remember what Al-Qaeda was, technically translates as. Uh, something like the database or something. It's something <laughs> random. Um, <coughs> that is random. Yeah. Um, but, so there's that theory. There's also the theory that there were multiple videos of different people playing Osama bin Laden, and so we wouldn't really be sure who the actual one was. Um, so that there, like, because there are theories that he had died or gone completely underground well before. 9-11 and that the right. people that we were seeing were were doubles and whatnot. So there's a million directions you could go with that one, but if you had to, um, th- those are some events in history that make you think that there could be some people pulling strings behind the scenes when you look at uh, the, the odd coincidences of a 9-11 or a JFK. That's where a lot of the secret society stuff comes from. Right. Um, is people don't have answers for these questions, and when when the people put in places that the public trusts to give them answers for these questions don't give answers that satisfy what they're looking for or at the very least just seem to completely explain what happened, then people tend to become superstitious and come up with their own conspiracy theories, their own thoughts of what's going on. Sorry. And so... That's that's the issue here, right? When the human imagination is a wild thing, and that's I with oh my god, we are such an about we're such oh my god, we're so fucked, <laughs> we're so fucked. Did you know the uh, Putin told his people to prepare for uh, nuclear war? But see, 
I don't even know necessarily that that's true. Well, not that. Well, okay. First of all, yeah, maybe. Right. Maybe you're not, I'm not sure that it's true. I took it with a grain of salt too. But that's just also potentially just a smart move on his part. Like right. What better to do if if his point is just to be? I really don't know what the motives would be behind that. <clears throat> right. But if you're just looking for some sort of political power play of, of sorts, if you're looking to essentially just flex at America, right? What better way than to in right. order to try to show your your outside influence or if it, it, his message seems to be that the American government is corrupt and that someone needs to stand up to them. So, right. At what what a better move for him to to try to show to try to stress us show out, balls. To, yeah, and show that he's got some balls. Then to do this right now, right, right at the height of the election. I oh mean, my God! Are, right, we are just days away from electing a new president. And people forget there's a lot that can happen. What, three between, weeks. Um, I don't know the date to the number. It's it's the eighth. I know that. Um, unlike our Republican candidate, who told his voters to go vote on November twenty eighth, but what? Yeah, I mean he he misspoke. He got his dates wrong. I. I don't want to. I don't want to bust the guy's balls too much. I, I'm not trying it's to. The first not, Tuesday of November. I'm not trying to make my way <laughs> on this planet by, Fair by uh, laying too much shade at Donald Trump. There are enough people that have gotten rich doing that. Uh, but yes, I'm actually getting tired of the joke. It's just too easy. Yeah, it is. But you know, maybe uh, there's another theory tied to that one too. If these, that's the interesting thing, and that's what. To be my, I guess, would be my counterpoint to this Romulus thing is that conspiracy theory is so prevalent. This is part. The other thing that conspiracy theorists don't realize is like they are no longer really the counterculture. Right. It is a common thing. A lot of people don't think we went to the moon. You you get anyone you work with, you get enough drinks in them, you will find one conspiracy theory in that closet. I almost. Oh yeah. Uh, Whether it doesn't matter who their boogeyman is, everybody has a fear, and part of that is what's at is the core of the issue here is we all have these odd superstitions and fears maybe it's a a deep down to draw back to that sort of ancestral effect to go back to the assassin's creed effect as i'll call it for now lack of a better term maybe it is these old secret societies existing in our genetic past our we sort of have this just overlying memory and feel that we're constantly being controlled right um Maybe this is a whole simulation, and this level of the simulation is like two levels that just are an infinity loop, and it just repeats the 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 mathematics just in a different connotation and time period, so that whatever was the whatever was and whatever is and whatever shall be is all happening right here and now and okay well that yeah that's Jesus a, that's, fuck we got to this from the comic I uh yeah I mean that's what I'm trying to get us yeah back so my bad this. my bad <laughs> what if the moon was made of cheese oh my god they were actually skittles at the end of each rainbow I mean we could do that all day and that right. was what I was trying to say well if the was, moon was cheese we're going to need a lot of bread, which is awesome, because bread is light. 
And that's where, where I was trying to warn is you treat conspiracy theory like philosophy. Mm -hmm. You can think anything to death, and you there are too many conspiracy theories. There are some that are just absolutely false. Right. There are people that make money to make up stories and lie to you. It's 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 difficult. But there, the, some would say that about Alex Jones. We should pay attention. We need to pay attention to what's going on in life. And so I think yes, uh, yeah, I know you, uh, your your dig there at. Uh, it wasn't necessarily Mr. a dig. It's just something that, that has... People have accused him of that. Well, I wasn't necessarily have. saying it was true or not. He's just... He's he's the most well-known person that I know of that's had that allegation thrown at him a lot. People might have said that about George Norrie. And I'm sure people have said that about Clyde Lewis. They have, yeah, they have. Um, so... They, they all face their accusers, so... Right. That, Shipwrights and glass houses, right? I, uh, but life goes on, and this, this, this theme of this one contingency of an order ruling is just, I, why not? You know, I mean, at least in the, I mean, it could be. <laughs> That's, you know, we see an organization that that disguises itself as the One World Government Initiative, which is literally that. Hey, hey guys, hey guys, I got this idea, and how about we make One World Government? Well, the person that came up with the idea, people are going to be like, hey, that's that guy that had that fucking idea. We should vote for them. To lead this committee. Leading committees turns to appointment ships. Appointment ships turn to, uh, turn to fucking years of experience in bureaucracy. Those years of experience turn into trust in the votes. And that's how you see people climb to the top of this rigged fucking system that solely exercises the will of the people who can buy it. You know, we went from a society that stopped businesses from monopolizing to a society that businesses have monopolized by government. What, what was the man's name that said, who, who gives a damn what the government thinks as long as I print the money? Oh, man, I wish I could remember the author of that quote. But yes, that has been... It was a Rothschild, wasn't it? I... I... Or, or that or a Rockefeller, I can't remember. Uh, it was one of those banking people. We'll, we'll have to uh, fact check ourselves for the next episode. Do it. Do a, oh yeah, or remember when. Or exactly. A something. Um, Maybe one of our viewers can uh, help a widow's son over here. Ugh. And so... But yeah. That's... Um, who would you, I'm sorry, Kevin. That you would pick? No, I, no, no reason to apologize at all. One that I would pick for what? I'm sorry, I cut you off. Ah, uh, that's okay. As far as so, if you're play devil's advocate with me a little further here, uh, I tend to be sort of in the in the middle ground of I don't go as far as where uh, not to I don't want to speak for our colleague RJ, but to sort of uh, wrap up or 
put out an idea of an argument he's had with me. Is basically okay. what what he has said to me is he thinks it's more the things that a person who connects the dots and says, well, all these things are connected, like these, someone's pulling the strings, he would say instead it's, you know, like someone, the media, someone's saying, well, the mm-hmm. media is controlled by 90%, uh, 90% controlled by the same six companies, so right. that tells you right there. He would say things along the lines of, well, the media just gets there first and they control the story, but it's opportunism. Not, you know, uh, so he's not one that really believes in a false flag attack, whereas someone who believes that all the strings are being pulled and was pulling for a one-world government, a lot of those people are buying into the idea that certain events have been false flags where either they didn't happen or that they were inside jobs, whereas he just believes that the media gets there first and then they get to control the narrative and talk about, and politicians get to talk about the important issues. More of the the Winston Churchill idea of never let a good crisis go to waste. Right, right. I see where you're going. And... Allow me to start this retort as, because I, I never really answered as far as whether or not I'm an anarchist, communism, well, whatever, right? I'll, I'll get to that. But I see what you're saying with how the false flag event has been something that has really penetrated the zeitgeist pretty hard this past year, where you're hearing about what a false flag is. You know, you might have a news station actually define it to people. And I do believe that there is a possibility that's happened. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna soul I don't soul my evidence off of one base, but I've heard that WikiLeaks exposed false flag attacks through emails. I heard, I, and I don't know how valid this is. I mean, this is something I only heard today. I didn't, you know, we, we, we did the comic thing, and I mean, we, we, you know, you know, sorry to give away some of the behind-the-curtains magic, you know, to uh, the people in podcast land, but we generally come up with a topic, we'll both research it, and then we kind of enter this game a little, a little loose, so that way... Some of it's prepared, but not all of it, because I want to, I want to maintain some of the genuineness of the reactions. Because if I say something that makes Kevin Kevin just choke on his fucking coffee and shoot it out of his fucking nose, it, I mean, I I just want to preserve authenticity of this whole us being us essentially, and. That's 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 the beauty in I think what we do. And it's just it's been fucking crazy. Yeah, so well it sounds like we're probably about ready to wrap it up for the day. Uh this 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 was a good time. Um we want to continue to talk about these kind of topics. Um I know you've got more coming down the comic pipeline, right? Right. Right. Oh, yeah. I actually talked about this comic, uh, the tie-in with Batman, Batman Detective Comics and Nightwing. There's a second issue of Bertana. I'm going to uh, be talking about that soon. And a lot of other stuff, really. Green Arrow. Just 
some Deadpool, Spider-Man Deadpool. Ooh. A lot of craziness happens in a lot of different worlds. And before we give up the uh, microphone for the night, I just wanted to... Uh, Sorry, I kind of went on that tangent, and I, I didn't really answer whether or not I, uh, I what you know, subscribe to anarchism or whatever. I I kind of roll with a uh, modified bushido, bushido, where just kind of a warrior in a strange man's land. <laughs> well, okay. So also the the question essentially that was I guess we're gonna keep the door open a little tad bit longer. Because another, another question that I didn't really get an answer from you was from which, partially because I might have gone on a little tangent myself in explaining myself as I am known to do, uh, was the idea, if you're willing to accept the potential of there being one society that would pull and control mm. things... If you're saying to say, well, okay, in the, since it's a possibility, if you're a detective asked to solve the crime, right? So it's your job to at least find suspects. Do you have any suspects? Illuminati. That's that something people like to talk about. Th- but that's just such a blanket term. It like is. Like it if, is. If you're gonna say Illuminati, at least like, just elaborate a little bit. What What, what are your like? Do, do the you offshoot think? of the Freemason Illuminati. Okay. The one that allegedly infiltrated them. I believe that masonry, before anything, you know, corrupted it, was essentially supposed to be a good thing. You know, the, I, I can, the, yeah. it's a society that believes in helping their fellow man. It seems to be, you know, it's, it's a good thing. It could, yeah, I could see that. There, there's both sides of that argument on the internet. I have no way of knowing. Definitely. I've, I've never... All I've been able to do is basically internet research. So, uh, it seems to be a good thing, but it is one of it is one of our boogeymen. And the they are. yeah, so in the the Illuminati. The reason I ask is that's such a blanket term. People it is. Say the Illuminati, it is. And they're like, well, and that's why well, that's Freemasons. Are you talking the Rosicrucians? Are you talking the Jesuits? Are you talking? <laughs> well, Zionists? that's why I bring up the uh, the UN uh, Council of the One World Government. I actually, the, there's a council in the UN for it that that's lobbying for it, and uh, it's the consulate. It's like PNAC or something like that. I don't remember. So, and there's a, there's also the New World Order, the Templars, which I believe. Is the uh, was was an allegory for for Rome? Okay, that, you know that, the, the church. Were, that, that's okay. okay. Yeah, the Holy Church. And yeah. So yeah. Oh man! Again, I I had I had a thought and I lost it. Um, as far as these, yeah, okay, the, I I got it back. Good glad about that so my counterpoint to the idea that there's one because if i have to if i have to choose i have to say that i don't think that there is one uh romulus type shadow i believe that there are a bunch of well uh, there are definitely uh, they were the fang 
of their of that organization. So, I mean, it even this kind of suggests that there's even like there could possibly be a hierarchy of different organizations. My bad. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong, but um, as I was saying, um, the reason that I don't think that there is this one group, one overall. Uh, group pulling the strings is things like uh, there's definitely there are definitely a lot of different secret societies whether it be Skull and Bones the Bohemian Club the Bilderberg group and so my sort of counterpoint is do we really think that uh, certain boogeymen the Council on Foreign Relations do we really think that everyone that's at the Bilderberg meetings are also at the Bohemian Grove meetings and are also all happen to be Freemasons or which and do all Freemasons secretly happen to be Jesuit? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. if there are so many different boogeymen, how is there really some secret? Like, is there a Sith Lord behind all of them that was like, you know what, a great idea would be? Let's let's make eighty different versions of ourselves and have these lower affiliations. And once you get to the top circle, you find out that we're all one secret family. Right. I don't think that that's really how it works out. And, no. and my my other thought towards it was keep this in mind. What else? It's absurd to think that people like Bill Gates and and George Soros and Warren Buffett and the, the these guys who happen to all be the most charitable of billionaires. Let's not pretend like the, they're also the, like these kind of rich people. They of course are going to have similar interests. No one else has the same. We we associate with people based usually on similar perspective. Definitely. Already people we already think alike and and, and look later, how Bill Gates spends his money researching. The kind of research that he, he does. The tagging of human beings. The different vaccinations. The uh, genetic modification of insects and other organisms. The, uh, it, does he, is he a proponent, proponent of the uh, genetically modified food? GMO foods. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, I, I believe he's... Um, we'll, have to, we'll have to look that up, but... Uh, I believe there's some affiliation with Monsanto, or at least some allegations towards some Monsanto connections. So, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Fair I'm enough. Not, I'm not Nate. I don't have the uh, fact check. That was that was a random. Uh, it was off the, uh, random one to come at me with. Um, but no, I see. I see what you're saying because all these people do think alike. Well, they tend to. And that's they, they a lot of these people support the same science. So yeah, it's it's really crazy what what you start to find when you start to uh, start to follow the money. You know, seeing where George Soros spends his money, seeing uh, who funds the the uh, the Clinton Foundation. Seeing who funds just everything, everything. Let's look, look at all the charity organizations that that give what like thirty cents on the dollar to to the to the thing they're supposed to be about, or even less. It's 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 all about for control and money, brother. It's all about it, man. And everybody wants to try to get their slice of the pie. 
I uh, I don't know who's who's. I don't know if there is a single Iron Throne. You know, is there one family of families? Yeah, that's that's another recurring conspiracy is the idea that uh, you know all presidents have royal blood ties and they're actually all just relatives of the English royal family, and that. Yeah, it's basically just still royalty ruling us just under sort of just this guise. But again, well, I will sort of just finish up with, yeah, my, my thought still being that while there are definitely people with their, there are rich and powerful people with their own interests at heart, I can't imagine, I, I look at things like what's going on in Russia compared comparatively to us and uh, things like China and... Korea and what's going on in Syria, I don't believe that there's any way that there's just one person behind all of these things at once, that it's all some big Truman Show right. uh, effect. So, I, yeah, it's really cool for storylines, and I do think there is some truth to it. I think that's what it is. There's a lot of half-truths in, in some of these allegories, and, it's, and that's kind of where I think we're at with this one. But I think it's going to make a great story. And if, if it opens people's eyes to the idea of conspiracies, then that's great. But just keep in mind, some of it is fairy tale. Right. That's just how it is. You're going to find some of that in there. That's, that's yeah. Well, and that's, well, and that's the, the fairy tale is what sells it, man. That's, you know, that's, that's, you know, hope is one of the most powerful drugs in the world, brother. And when you, when you get people buzzing off that hope. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that is uh, about all that we have time for tonight. It's about time to wrap it up here for the Bad Dinner Guests on Sunday. I don't know about you, Lou, but I have a Colts-Texans game to watch and a Cubs-Dodgers game to watch. Big, big sports night for me. I got some reading and recording to do. Yeah, we've got some more writing. material coming your way, folks. Off the bandwagon, sports will be putting probably not putting out anything this evening as I will be watching two games at once. Look for us to put something out tomorrow throughout the week. And yeah, you said you've got some comics stuck coming back. Lucky's Comic Talk back again next week. Yeah. You can always find us at Bad Dinner Guests on Twitter, Bad Dinner Guests on Facebook. If you're listening, it's probably on SoundCloud or YouTube. Uh, anywhere you're searching for us, wherever you can find podcasts, search Bad Dinner Guests, we are there. Right. Thanks to this beautiful bastard. I, I was pointing at Kevin for those of you <laughs> who are uh, being denied. He was absolutely pointing to himself. So, I, want, I, oh, I want that oh, on record. Oh. You know, it's funny because I didn't even point like a regular Joe points. I actually pointed with all my fingers so you can't even say I was pointing three of them back to me. Yes, he had all five fingers pointing. Actually, two hands. Ten fingers pointed at himself when he said, beautiful bastard, folks. I want that on record. Um, oh, you lying, beautiful bastard. Yeah. And with that, we leave you. Farewell. We'll be back soon. Don't worry. Peace out, homies. <laughs>